Welcome to the Connect Group's podcast series. So today, the Connect Group CEO, Antonella Segre, is in the studio to share best practice in starting a support group. How are you today, Antonella? I'm good. Good morning, Amanda. Before we start, Antonella, can you provide our listeners with the definition of a support group? Yes, of course. So the definition I'm going to give to you is the definition that we sort of stand by here at Connect Groups. So a support group is a place filled with motivation, inspiration, love, knowledge, and all the support needed to reach goals, peer to peer. And so what does one need to think about before they start a group? Yes, that's a really, really good question. What is it that drives one to do what they do? And what I'm going to tell you is coming actually from our member groups because everything that we do, as you know, is all around co-design. So the words that came from them, it's about compassion, community, solutions, unmet needs, gaps, opportunities, but what drives them is the commitment. So that commitment and the compassion. So Antonella, when someone comes to you and says they want to start a support group, what's the first thing that you tell them to do? Yeah, I think the most important thing is you need to achieve a robust foundations. And I know that sounds like a really big word, but that's exactly, it's like building a cathedral. And those foundations, we we call them as the vision, the purpose, governance, and obviously all of that must be led by leadership. Usually when people come together, it's because there's one person who was the visionary and therefore that's the leadership. It's that one person that realizes what we talked about before, um, that there's a gap and they take it upon themselves to want to fill that gap. So what exactly is a vision and purpose? Can you give us some examples? Yes, absolutely. So a vision statement is a one sentence statement describing the clear and inspirational long-term desire change resulting from your work. So we always say that the vision is that desired end state or that that dream we always tend to say that a, a vision needs to be short simple unique reflecting the goals of the group that that leader is wishing to establish the vision also has to provide guidance and inspiration as to what a group is focused on achieving again always in the long term it should describe the desired outcome that evokes a vivid picture of your goals and it's a future statement. As I said, it's 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 a dream. If you want, I can give you a couple of examples. Yes, please do. Okay, so I'm going to start with ours, um, which is very simple. Connecting, thriving communities. That's what we're about. So I'll give you one which is of um, Mission Australia. I'm sure they'll be fine. Theirs is clear as well. To reduce homelessness and strengthen communities across Australia. So as you can see, it's a very long-term dream. And I think you need to have that as a base. So that's the very first point. We then would then move to the purpose. And a lot of people get so confused because they think one thing is a purpose and one thing is a mission. Purpose and mission is exactly the same. 
Now, this starts to become more about the now. So it defines what a group is, why it exists, and its oval reasons for being. So it's more about providing a clear direction. So if you know where you're going, guess what? Everybody else will as well. So that's what it is. And I'll give you a couple of examples there as well. Great, yep. Um, so, you know, we had our vision, which was connecting thriving communities. So that's obviously the end goal. And when we talk about connecting thriving communities, communities for us are our support groups. But then our purpose is connecting the community through building support groups that aim to combat isolation and give hope for the future. So because we see support groups as doing precisely that. You asked me the definition before, and it is that. It's helping people feel more connected and less isolated based on their adverse life that they're facing at that moment. So I think what's really important is that with those two areas in mind that we just talked about, I call it a health check moment, and is do you as a support group have clarity as to the aims and objectives of your group? And do you have the statement that defines that vision and purpose? Because that clarity will provide you direction and will lead to those group outcomes that you're wishing to achieve, those promotional strategies and that level of service delivery. So that's the first step. So earlier on, you mentioned a bit about governance. What do you mean by good governance in a support group? Okay, so in order to build your foundations, we always talk about you need to have good governance. And that means you've got to have things in place. So if you're attracting other people to your group or to your cause, obviously you need to show that those foundations are really, really strong. So if we look online and we, we research, usually what they tell us that good governance is about having a support group that is accountable, that is responsive, um, that is inclusive, that is efficient. So that's what we mean by governance. And obviously when we just sort of like dig a little bit further down, by having good governance in place, it means how do you run that group? Like when you're having your group session, you need to have an agenda. You need to have a code of conduct, which obviously is determined by the group members. That's what we mean. But good governance means also around having, you know, clarity around roles and responsibilities, things like that. But the most important thing are those words that I was saying to you before, it's around that inclusivity, around running a group that ha is uh, consensus orientated. And therefore, you know, governance comes from the Latin around governing in a democratic way. So that's where the inclusivity comes in. So even though there's a leader, the leader needs to be leading in a very inclusive kind of way and allowing everybody to make those decisions. That's what I meant. So once the group has been set up, you've got a bit of governance happening, how do you promote the group and bring in new members? Yeah, so I think it's really important to have a an engagement and promotional strategy, but that can only be done 
you need to be really clear about the purpose of the group before you can actually engage and bring in new members. And that's why I said the first step is put those foundations in place because then if you have a clarity, then the wording and the promotional language that will be used will attract the right people to your group. So you need that. You know, we always talk about you being in the position when you're talking to people to give that really clear elevator pitch. And if you do your work from the start, which is you've got your sharp, sweet vision statement, and then you have your purpose and you've and you can reel that off really quickly, that's how you're going to engage other people. That's that's the first thing. Don't listen to all that marketing other jargon that people tell you. And then, of course, you look at the different ways that you're going to promote your group. I mean, is it going to be word of mouth? Is it going to be through your local papers? Is it going to be through your local shire, your local council? How you communicate and what you will communicate will make or break the group and its cause. So what's important? is you need to, one, choose your pitch. And as I said, your pitch will come from your vision and your purpose. You will then choose your communication channel. That can be social media, face-to-face, local community papers, local expo and community fairs. And then what is also important is choose your local champions. If you've got an ambassador and a local champion, which is basically standing by your cause, that's fantastic. And that can be, as I mentioned, it can be your your local councils, uh, partnership with local businesses, local sporting clubs, schools, health professionals. What is important is your best place to make the decisions that are right for your local area and your target group or cause. So basically what I'm saying is you know what is needed. So you are the best person to identify who those champions for you are. Great. So just to summarize those steps that we've gone through. Firstly, you need to make sure that the group has some robust foundations in place. This includes a vision, also known as a one-line statement of desired outcome. Your purpose, also known as your mission, which provides a clear direction. You'll then need to look at good governance. So setting things in place, making sure the group is accountable, responsive and inclusive. How do you run the group? You know, what's included in your agenda. You need to look at your code of conduct and clarify your roles and responsibilities. And then you can move on to your promotional strategies and increasing that membership. So once you have your vision and your mission defined, you can really look at developing an elevator pitch. You can determine what is going to be the best communication channel for your target group. And then you can identify some local champions who will really help you to build on that membership. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that, Antonella? No, I just really just wanted to say, Amanda, that usually members, you know, um, members of the community that approach us and say, I want to set up a support group. And we always make this really joke and we say, okay, well, in order to set up a support group, you need to have at least three, four people. But then what happens is, let's say they have that. Our members tend to want to do everything really, really quickly. Instead, my message is take one thing at a time. Really work on that because your group will be successful if you've just put those three things that we spoke about first and foremost in place. That's why we wanted to do a podcast, which was just doing that initial health check 
around establishing the foundations. Then all the other things that will come, because obviously you'll start to think about strategic planning. You'll start to think about how do I, um, I've now engaged support group members. How can I get those support group members now to actually be more uh, active, participating, and therefore becoming volunteers for the support group? You might think about funding opportunities, but you can't do any of that unless you've got that clarity and it is that clarity that is going to be your launching pad so to speak so i hope that's helped thank you there are some great resources available about starting a support group on the connect groups website which is www.connectgroups.org.au and of course connect group staff are always here to lend a hand to any groups who are starting out as well If you're an individual who's looking for support or if you're a new or established support group and you'd like to find out how we can assist you, please call us on 9364 6909 or email info at connectgroups.org.au.